You're listening to a CUNY radio podcast of Newsmakers, a look at the people and places making headlines at the City University of New York. Welcome to Newsmakers. I'm Rick Firstman. I'm here with George Rinaldi, the Dean of CUNY's Bernard and Ann Spitzer School of Architecture. What brings Dean Rinaldi to our studio today is a special exhibit now on display in the school's building on the City College campus. It's been 130 years since the famed Spanish Catalan architect Antoni Gaudí began working on what's known in the architecture world as Gaudí's unfinished masterpiece, Sagrada Familia, the renowned Catholic church in Barcelona that's at the top of every tourist's must-see list. The Mammoth Cathedral was only a quarter finished when Gaudí died in 1926. It's been under construction ever since by a succession of architects and builders, a running collaboration between the living and dead that is made for both curiosity and controversy. The exhibit at the Spitzer School unfolds the evolution of this extraordinary project from Gaudí's handmade drawings to the 3D computer modeling and robotic engineering of 21st century architecture. Suspended from the ceiling are plaster casts of sections of Sagrada Familia that have never been seen outside Spain. George Rinaldi spent years putting the exhibit together and bringing it to New York, and it's a pleasure to talk with him about it today. Dean Rinaldi, uh, Sagrada Familia, I guess, gives new meaning to the idea of a work in progress. Uh, first, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about how this exhibit came to be and why. The exhibit was the uh, result of a, uh, of a uh, we have a travel, uh, travel program uh, in, based in Barcelona, which was established uh, 12 or 13 years ago <clears throat> through the very kind gift of Ellie and David Werber, run by our faculty member, uh, Professor Fabian Janch. And, <clears throat> As I began to uh, occasionally visit our, with our students and look at the work there, um, I was escorted over to see the work of Gaudí, which uh, I was not that familiar with uh, uh, as an architect or, or have in my own training, um, and was uh, became mesmerized uh, by the power and authenticity of this work, <clears throat> its decorative capabilities, the magnificence of Gaudí's structural inventions, and of course uh, was taken to the church on several occasions uh, where after one or two visits, uh, people from the School of Architecture at, uh, in Barcelona invited me to meet with the head engineer and head architect uh, of the church and had these uh, rather amazing conversations with them about the, uh, about the uh, completion of the church, the the solemnity of their effort, the uh, the faith with which they uh, were looking through the artifacts that they had in their archive from Gaudi's time of his drawings, his sketches, uh, and the model fragments that were left from his own work. So it's been an extraordinary research over uh, the last 12 or 13 years, uh, more in earnest over the last three years that it took to get the material uh, to New York and to the Spitzer School of Architecture. And I understand this is the first time these materials have been out of uh, out of Spain. <clears throat> yes, there there were two other shows: one at the Vatican Museum in in Rome, and the other in Rio de Janeiro, uh, uh, where some of the uh, some of the uh, material from the church uh, construction was was exhibited. 
but this is the first time um, that this show has been put together, has appeared anywhere outside of Spain, yes. Uh, and that includes these these uh, really unusual these plastic uh, casts of, of uh, that are models that that go back years um, and drawings and all sorts of other things. Um, tell us just a little bit about Gaudi himself and and this project and 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 really why is it uh, after all these years still under construction? Um, the Gaudi. Uh uh, Gaudi comes at the end of uh, the 1800s. Um, he's, uh, you could consider him pretty much part of the Art Nouveau movement. Uh, uh, other Art Nouveau architects like Victor Horta, uh, uh, Hector, Hector Gamard, Victor Horta in other countries uh, were pursuing similar uh, uh, attitudes in work, but none to the extent that Gaudi did of the structural engineering, the inventions in uh, floral and ornamental designs um, were just a remarkably uh, powerful work. Um, Gaudi did a, an array of projects in the city of Barcelona. He worked fairly locally, uh, and um, that's I think one of the one of the more amazing aspects of his work. Although he did do a design for a hotel in Lower Manhattan, um, but he uh, he uh, died rather tragically in in 1926, and there was some sporadic work on the church until the early 1930s, and then the Franco regime takes over, uh, and there really is very little done uh, on the church until uh, the mid-70s when Franco is, is out of power. And then there's a, a, an earnest effort to resume the work on the church. Um, it's met with great opposition from the architectural community, which it was rather sobering, uh, I think, for everybody involved. Why was that? Uh, because people felt that the, that the work was so unique and so extraordinary uh, that no one could really step up and finish the work. This flew directly in the face of Gaudi's own wishes, and I would read to you a, a small quote, uh, which we, we found in Gaudi's papers, uh, directly from Gaudi himself, who said great temples were not the works of just one architect. I know that the personal taste of the architects succeeding me will have an influence on the work, but I don't mind. I think it will be even to the benefit of the temple. A work like this should be the offspring of a long era. The longer, the better. So for Gaudi's own uh, sense of, of uh, his place in history and certainly knowing full well that he wasn't going to live to see the construction of the church completed, that he expected others would do it and he fully expected that they would put their own influences into the church and because he was a fairly mature person and a mature artist, I think he understood that people would operate uh, for the betterment of the building as architects have done for centuries, finished buildings that, of this magnitude and that it would turn out just fine. He also had worked in such extraordinary detail that there was enough material uh, in these very large models which Gaudi built in his studio uh, at the scale of one to 10, which are fairly large, uh, that you could see almost all of the aspects of the building and that it was very much in his intention to build one full facade of the church from bottom to top to the top of the towers so that the, um, it was almost like a Rosetta Stone for the church, that it would carry all of the understanding of what was expected as the church 
gone went to completion. So uh, you said that um, he died tragically. You also died kind of poetically, right? <clears throat> he uh, was hit by a trolley car as he was uh, looking at the building uh, on his way out of the construction site that day. Yeah, almost uh, symbolic of the whole, you know, sort of have the work carried on. Yeah. So is is the work uh, in in these uh, almost a hundred years since then? Uh, uh, the work, architects and builders, is it, did, was everything designed and, and the building has continued or new architects have, have sort of put their own imprint on it? Well, there's, there's a team of artisans, uh, architects, uh, who, work, who have worked on the building, uh, most notably uh, Jordy Burnett, um, who is the son of, uh, of uh, Bonnet Sr., who was Gaudi's apprentice, uh, who you can see in some of the uh, photographs of Gaudi in the early 20s. Um, he's been working on the building for more than 35 years. Uh, we had him to the school to give a public lecture. He's now 91 years old, an amazing uh, force. <clears throat> and they have dutifully gone through uh, researching the, the pieces that were less accountable. But in fact, they've executed a rather astonishing level of design, both in terms of completing Gaudi's uh, uh, work itself, but also bringing new facets of design into the project. Uh, some of the lighting that's in the building, uh, the finishing touches, the surface treatments, the, the interpretation of Gaudi's original designs, which had to be executed, um, is done in a, with an astonishing level of, of design. It's, it's really dazzling. And I think, um, uh, of course, it, it it's been criticized because it flies in the face of current uh, theology in modern in modern theory, architectural theory, which is it should be bland and rather uh, unadorned. And this is a building that's unabashedly decorative. It's unabashedly ornamental, and uh, they've really carried through and followed through on that uh, mission of Gaudi. Hmm. Um, tell us about the the exhibit and what. Uh, what, 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 what do you like best about the exhibit? What's the most impressive thing, the thing that you're so you're happiest that's there? Well, I, the, the exhibit does uh, three or four different things. It, it provides, uh, as you enter the exhibit on the, on the left side, a complete understanding of Gaudi's uh, uh, work on the church uh, through the years that he, that he um, was actually there. There's a lot of historical information, huge photographs <clears throat> of his studio. There's huge photographs of, of uh, the work through the early construction and the early models. <clears throat> On the right side wall as you come in, <clears throat> there's a, a very large photograph. The first thing you see when you come into the exhibit is, a, is an aerial photograph of the city of Barcelona, and it shows uh, the scale of the building, which is rather extraordinary in the in the cityscape of, of Barcelona, uh, and of course it's an ex strikingly iconic piece of architecture, but it also blends seamlessly into the city fabric. So it was very important for for the um, for the educational value of the exhibit for our students, faculty, and hopefully the profession of architecture in New York and around the U.S. to see that you can, in fact, do both things, that you can um, have an extraordinary level of design and still have it fit seamlessly into the cityscape. So those two walls set the stage. And then as you turn the corner, we have 
um, uh, Gaudi's own uh, interest in, in mathematics and geometry and structure, um, all of, of his, uh, uh, his geometric uh, manipulations of space and form and material. Uh, of course, a lot is made today of parametric design, uh, the, the uh, use of the computer, but of course, Gaudi did this building long before there were computers, and he actually did it with string and weights, um, which was a startling accomplishment. How did that work? Uh, he he uh, used uh, catenary uh, uh, strings weighted with uh, with little uh, little lead weights, and then he would dip it in plaster and turn it upside down, so he could understand the gravitational forces uh, as they occurred naturally, and then reverse them uh, to see it as a as a physical structure. Um, and this was uh, an incredible awareness. But I think the 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 real apex of the show it are these 20 some odd models which we've been able to get from the uh, from the working office in the church which are working models these are models that the the uh, team of architects and engineers use in the study of the building and the development of the building and these are a combination of handmade plaster models some 3d modeling um, uh, uh, at all different scales. There's a full section through the church. There's details, there's uh, ornamental pieces, there's structural pieces. And seeing this full scale in the gallery uh, uh, set about on, on our pedestals um, is really a, a, an extraordinary aspect of the show, including one whole segment of the ceiling, uh, which you can walk under. We have it suspended from, from one of the bridges in the building. Um, so you could actually experience the space of the church itself. And how have the, uh, your students reacted? Um, uh, is, this, uh, is this a big thing for them? Uh, are, they, are, they, are they going in a different direction, learning something new because of this? <clears throat> I, I think it will have a big impact on our students and on our faculty. I think that we're, we're a school which is constantly, um, uh, we're, we're a school that I, I, we like to, I like to think of our faculty as being fairly pluralistic in that we, we pr we're pursuing many points of view. Uh, the, one of the aspects of our school uh, I think that's important is that all of our design faculty are practicing architects. So everybody is in the process. One of the reasons you teach and practice um, is that you want to revitalize your thinking. You want to you want to stay aware of current theory, uh, what the changing theories are within a within a practice and a profession. And <clears throat> I think we're at a moment when some of the theories of the 20th century have, are kind of running thin, and we're all looking around to, to understand where we are right now and, and what the next, uh, where the profession might be moving to. So looking at a, a work of architecture, which was an extraordinary achievement, uh, a work which uh, is, a, is, of course, a public and, and uh, civic and religious building, um, to look at the level of design accomplishment, to look at its connection to the culture of Barcelona and the and the culture of Spain and, and, and the Catalan culture uh, will provide an extraordinary opportunity for our faculty and students to enter into discussions about this, to look at it relative to our own current theoretical uh, pursuits, and hopefully it will have an impact on our students, our faculty, and I would like to think on the profession as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so what what's, um, 
what's left? How long? How long will this uh, the construction and design go? Where uh, where are we in the 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 uh, of course the 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 element that's plagued uh, the construction of the church as it does for any substantial work of architecture is of course money. So uh, the um, the church was slowed down for many years because there simply wasn't funds. They don't take money from the church. They don't take money from the city of Barcelona or from Spain. They've raised all of the money for the construction of the church through donations. And they've they figured out a way a few years ago um, to have an ongoing revenue stream. Um, it is probably one of the largest tourist attractions in Europe, uh, one of the largest tourist spots in the world. It gets over four million visitors a year. Wow. Uh, and to put that in, in perspective, the Statue of Liberty gets four million visitors a year. That's in the middle of New York City. Uh, you know, and you have to get on a boat to get there. And you have to get on a boat to get there. <laughs> but Barcelona is a small town in the middle of Spain, and that's a lot of visitors. So through the sale of, of books and memorabilia, artifacts, admission to the construction site, um, they've been able to develop a substantial revenue stream to now uh, fix a completion date for the building at the year 2026. Ah, so there is? There is and, a date. Right, and that will be uh, uh, 100 and what? Uh, has anybody calculated how many years from the beginning? My uh, math is too rusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's, uh, that's a decade or so away which is a uh, fairly short time in, in the relative to the whole the whole project. So what's what is le what's the, the the last, you know, that these 10 years what will be uh, topping it off? Um, the uh, the main tower uh, in the center of the church which rises uh, uh, 170 meters off the sidewalk of of Barcelona, which is an extraordinary uh, uh, height in masonry construction. Uh, the tower, it's called the Tower of Jesus Christ, uh, which has stairways, uh, uh, there are ceremonial rooms at the base of the tower on uh, above the nave of the church. That tower is about a third of the way up, um, and that will, be the, that will be the crowning achievement. There are an array of towers around that which are already starting to spring up. The baptistries on the backside of the church and the uh, sacristy are under construction. And uh, the most significant and was the less accounted for part is the entry facade uh, uh, to the church, which will face on a main public square, uh, which uh, the city is now negotiating with a bunch of apartment buildings that have sprung up uh, in what was to have been an, a large forecourt. Um, so all of that work is now very, very uh, vividly under construction. It's uh, it's an exciting place to be. Uh, they have a huge team of of uh, workers that are busy every day, and uh, they'll I think they'll get there. And the exhibit does a great job of of uh, demonstrating the the scale and scope of this this whole project. And uh, the exhibit will be on at the Architecture School uh, till May eighth. Yes, it That's will. That's at the uh, Bernard and Ann School of Architecture on the City College campus. And Dean uh, George Rinaldi, I want to thank you for coming in and talking with us today. Happy to do it. Great to see you. For more newsmakers, visit CUNY Radio online at cuny.edu slash radio. Newsmakers is a production of the Office of University Relations.